Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. And I'm a bleached asshole. That's right. You heard it here first. What you do is you bend down, you bend over, you pull your pants down, and you just asshole up to the sun and let the sun bleach it. And you just stay that way for 90 to 120 minutes and you're good to go. Yes. Yes, that's all you need. And then right. your asshole. Sun kissed. Ah, my pants stay on during sex. Wow, that's how you get chafing, Noah Reno. Bingo. That's what it says in the Bible. Yep. Gang, how for, are you? For anyone who didn't understand that opening, this is why you need to come to Twitch and watch the podcast recorded live. That would have all made sense. That's absolutely right. So we we do a nice build up. A nice build up, you know? We do a lot of foreplay before the episode. We do. And, and really, what foreplay allows you, what it helps with is... We're showing some signs of being fucking wet! That's right. And you know who said that? Jesus. Jesus, oh. you know? Jesus. Yeah, right? Yep. It was in the Old Testament. It said, yeah. and thou showeth some signs of being fucking wet. <laughs> now get out of my face. Now leave me, Judas. <laughs> and in the Bible, it actually described him doing that motion. With his, his hand and his face. Yeah. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Hey, four gathers. Thanks for the follow. <laughs> Welcome to the show, my friend. Welcome Woo. to the shit show. Yep. Doug, no, it's a trap. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, well, well, yes. Welcome. welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, uh, before we get too deep, uh, in too deep, let's uh, get rid of some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Oh, no. Is this potentially a bot? Fair enough. I'll keep my eyes on you, bot. Uh oh. Botsky, boom trotsky. That's fine. Bots can follow us. We don't discriminate. All I gotta say is listen here, robot. I will give you my one and only warning. You post links, Nightbot, who is also of your kind, will fight mm -hmm. on our behalf. The line has been drawn. Nightbot is the superior bot. That's all I'm gonna say about yeah, that. It's pretty good. It knows what to do. Under housekeeping! Housekeeping! Hey everybody! You know what? You can follow us and listen to us and enjoy us on Spotify. Do you have Spotify? I don't. But if you do, do, good, good. Everyone's using it. I'm not. But if you are, you can listen to us on there. Add it to your playlist. Add it to your podcast playlist that includes things like MindGap Podcast. MindGap Podcast and MindGap Podcast. And triple stream it. I think you can do that on Spotify. Look yeah. for us there and anywhere else you can find your podcast. Check us out there. 
If you'd like to hang out with us digitally and also hang out with some of the coolest people around like Etoy07, Noah Reno, Zenny, with Slotty, with Wolfslore, with all these cool people who show up on a regular basis, guess what? All you got to do is come join our Discord server. How do I do that, Doug? Great question, fictional person. All you have to do is head over to twitch.tv mindgappodcast and below our beautiful screen and video where you watch us, there's a little about section. You'll see one that says Discord. There's a little box, click on the Discord, and it will take you all the way over digitally on this little ferry. It's like a gondola. It'll sing to you as you go. And I'll invite you warmly into our Discord server. Where you can come hang out with us. You can share memes. You can set up game nights with us. You can join in. We're setting up some goddamn avatar role-playing games. Man, we're going to have some fun. What? We're talking about Last Air and Better, not James Cameron's bluey two-shoes bullshit. We're talking about oh, man, out. Avatar, Last Airbender, and all that stuff. Uh, we're also setting up game nights and shit. It's, it's fun. So come hang out with us. Come hang out with us. And while you're at twitch.tv slash podcast, drop us a follow. Turn mm -hmm. on the notifications. It'll let you mm -hmm. know when uh, when we go live. You know, it'll be great. Like now. Like right now. It'd be like, hey. If you're listening, if you're watching this on Twitch, then you're watching live. If yeah. you're listening, this doesn't apply to you. No. But you could be live if you want to. Could be live. Choice is yours. Also, uh, check out our merch on redbubble.com. Just head over to redbubble.com. And our Mind Gap podcast into the search bar, and you will find a cornucopia of merchandise at your fingertips, at your digital pointer clicker. You can find t-shirts. You can find sweatshirts. You can find coffee mugs. You can find little bags, book bags. You can find coasters. You can find all sorts of shit. Pick yourself up something nice. You deserve it. Look, summer's almost over, man. It's about time to get back to the shit. And before you get back to the shit, get yourself something nice. You know? You know what you can do? You can get yourself a backpack to go back to school. Mm hmm to, Or a Mind Gap backpack. Mm-hmm. Come on. Back, back. Oh, cool. It'll be, the, it'll be the talk of the campus. That's right. It'll be the Walk talk around. of your fifth grade class. That's right. Walking around school with that Mind Gap, and you just, like... You walk up to someone and you're just like, I just poop ejaculated my moist missile. And they all laugh and then you get suspended. That's how it goes. That's called growing up. It's like, yeah, you start dropping all these, all these cool clips and phrases. People are like, what the fuck? And you're like, yeah, man, I'm just showing some signs of being fucking wet. And people are like, yeah. you just look at your teacher and you're just like, hey, hey, Miss Tommaso. All right. Chill your tits. All right. Yeah. 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 That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do, man. So pick yourself up something nice. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. And Noah, we will never not stop saying it. I think that math checks out. Also, every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central, we go live with a video game stream. I host it. I have a good time. We hang out. We play cool shit like Jackbox games, like What the Dub, like uh, fucking Left 4 Dead 2. Um, we play all sorts of shit, man. We're having a good all time. And I got to say, I know we just yeah. played it not that long ago. After playing the Back for Blood beta, I'm kind of feeling like another Left for Dead tonight. So, you gotta you gotta wash that taste out of your mouth. I do. Actually, yeah. submitted a refund and I got it. Did I went, you really? I went big on this one. I'm I, I was almost I was embarrassed to say what I originally pre-purchased because they had several really? packages. I got like the ninety dollar one. Ooh, like I duh. went I went all in on. It. I was like, this Let is gonna be you, the what game. The fuck does ninety dollars get you in the game? 
What did not, you buy for 90 bucks? I'll be honest with you. I don't even remember. It was like kind of like it unlocks everything that will ever come out for it. Like DLC, like just all sorts of stuff, plus like some cosmetic shit. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm in it to win it on this game. And then I'm like, I want my money back. And they were like, okay, here you go. I wonder if they had such a shit rollout, if they caught so much shit from everyone that they just got used to issuing refunds. Well, I mean, technically the refund only, there's stipulations like you have to play it for less than two hours. It has to be within 14 days of buying it. And the game hasn't come out yet. So I just pre-ordered it. So it's pretty easy for them to be like, yeah, okay, here you go. So do you think they know they got a stinker? Listen, I don't think the game's a stinker. It's just not what I want. That's not what I'm hearing. I'm hearing this game sucks balls. I mean, it's got a pretty decent campaign as far as I'm concerned, but for the things that I'm looking from it that I need from it, mm-hmm. just aren't there, man. It's missing. Campaign versus. I really, really wanted it in that game. That would have been a lot of fun. That would have been a raw, and they have zero interest or zero. Um, they will just not be doing it. They straight up said that, which is, again, hugely, hugely disappointing for me. Crying fucking shame, man. Crying fucking shame. So I was like, this is the first refund I'm ever gonna really I've ever done through Steam. So nice. I was like, here we well, go. At least it worked. Give me my fucking money back. So yeah. I was really disappointed. But did you tell Steam you'd like to talk to the manager? No, because it's not Steam shit. Oh what? shit! Chef oh Mike! My God! Yo, listeners, if you're just, you know, not here live with us, Chef Mike, the one and only Chef Mike, just entered just entered the arena checking in if you don't know chef mike then what the fuck are you doing with this life this is the man i've already told him this this is the man that got me comfortable with smoking pulled pork yes and for the record i make a damn good pulled pork now and it all started with chef mike doing his video video his video game series his youtube series chef mike does stuff and he did a whole episode on smoking pork butt and I was like cool this isn't as scary as I thought it would be and I took it and I was inspired and since then I smoke I smoke meat all the time man now I don't have a smoker and I don't have a grill because I live in an apartment I don't have a grill that I can use for an extended period of time but I will say that every time I make mashed potatoes now I use chef Mike does stuff's recipe nice that's Those awesome mashed potatoes are fucking lit yeah so and and not only that if you I believe like, that's from episode two. If you enjoy a guy who can cook, but also likes nerdy stuff like D and D, this baby. guy is a dungeon master for the ages, based on the stuff I've seen him post online. The guy mm-hmm. is setting up his his whole setup is magical to say the least. So, <laughs> ooh yeah yeah, Chef Mike. I don't know if you're into Avatar, The Last Airbender, but they do have an RPG tabletop game coming out and. Uh, we're about to dive into it soon, so we're very excited. So, very excited for that, which is pretty Good cool. Stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, speaking of nerdy stuff, uh, I sent this to you just a little bit before we started the show. But yes, you did. Um, Star Wars. There's a new Star Wars TV show coming out on Disney Plus September 22nd called Star Wars Visions. And if you haven't seen what it is yet uh it looks you know how i let, let me let's back up you know how i feel about star wars right now justin 
You have a tumultuous tumultuous relationship with Star Wars. I do. It is it is in your DNA. You grew up with it. You have a deep-seated love for it, but Star Wars has burned you so many times. It's hard for you to go back. It's like it's like a lover that cheated on you, but you still have feelings. Etoy goes, I just left the stream one minute ago to watch the trailer. boy. There you go. And that is what's called priorities. Yes, that's right. So I, I would kind of... Uh, you have a tumultuous relationship with it right now. I would say it's similar to, you know, someone I used to love who I grew up with and I trusted and they used a lightsaber to cut off my hand. You know? Right. And I never really forgave him for it. And yep. now I've got this ro robotic appendage that doesn't quite do everything it used to but I'm still surviving without that piece of me that it cut away from on my body. I'm not a big fan of Star Wars right now. Um, yeah. I feel like all the stuff that they've created is just, it hasn't struck a chord with me. So, um, but this looks pretty cool. So the official Wikipedia for this is very succinct and I like it. Um, it's an upcoming Japanese anime anthology series Created for the American streaming service Disney Plus, essentially it's a collection of animated short films presented through the lens of the world's best anime creators that offer a fresh and diverse cultural perspective of Star Wars. Seven which, different studios created nine different episodes. Yeah, it looks freaking awesome. Jared, I don't know. I haven't looked into who the produ the production companies are, the studios are. But I'm very, very curious to know, is Studio, is Studio Gimli one of the... Do you have that up right now? I do. Oh, my God. I'm looking at some of the English voice actors. you got Joseph Gordon-Lovett, Bobby Ooh. Moynihan, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Allison Brie. Uh, I totally missed that before. Who else we got here? Is, uh, is Adam Driver in there? I thought I heard Driver's voice. Uh, George Takai. Oh. Uh, Oh my! Crossing over from from the star properties. I don't see Adam Driver in there. Okay, I thought I heard Driver on the uh, on the English version of the trailer. So, but very cool, very yeah. cool. Um, does it not? Does it give the studios that are involved though? Um, it doesn't list them. Okay. Not either way. The yeah. the the. Animation looks, uh, as usual with, with top-level anime, it looks absolutely incredible. I'm sure the storytelling is going to be uh, you know, top-notch. And I love the fact that we're getting, uh, we're starting to see a real diverse, like we're seeing some, uh, a bunch more female leads. We're seeing some, uh, looks like they're bringing in some animal, uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, or anamorphic type uh, uh, characters and, really stretching the bounds of what it is. And there seems to be some familiar things and then some new things. I love just from the trailer, how they're weaving familiar with brand new together. It looks like it's going to be fucking amazing. And some of it just looks like batshit bonkers. Absolutely. Like there is a, there's a guy who like pulls out a staff and like, it's just a whirlwind of, of lightsabers connected to it as this thing's <laughs> shooting like a minigun at it. It's just like, doo -doo 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 -doo. it's fucking of the umbrella lightsaber. Yeah, it looks right. Bonkers. It's like a Gatling lightsaber or yeah. a, a Gatling blaster. And yeah. He's, yeah, he's got this umbrella lightsaber. It's just fucking nuts. Some of it looks like legit samurai stuff, which seems yeah. very, very cool. And this is kind of what we've talked about for, I don't know, over 300 episodes now, which is <laughs> um, we yeah. are just taking a peek at different corners of this Star Wars universe and getting an yeah. opportunity 
to uh, just see a, hear, see a story through the lens of Star Wars, which I think looks really, really cool. Um, yeah. And honestly, yeah. anime is a great way to go with it. Like Absolutely. anime, it's one of those things where it's like can be gorgeous and insane all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got, again, this is what we've talked about. You've got such a robust, uh, beautiful, uh, deep-rooted story or world universe to choose, sorry, galaxy to choose from. Uh, there's so much going on that you don't even have to follow any of the, pre, the pre-done the pre storylines or the pre-done characters. You can, you've got a galaxy. You can create anyone that you want anyone that you want and tell any story set within the rules of this world and it is like finally we've got people who are like all right let's fuck around with a little bit see what we can come up with and my my hope is that from this maybe we'll get the next thing the next either series or one-off real like a uh, uh, um, live action movie or so maybe this will help inspire people to reimagine what this world can be and you know, Arena said, let me try that again. Noah Reno said it best is that none of this is canon. So there's no rules, which is what right. I love about like the what if series currently on Disney plus is I am so excited to see all these different things. Yeah. It's like, we're just going to have fun. And that show, it's like, let's have fun for 30 minutes and right. just ask what if, what if this happened and just play it out. And it's like, cool, it's fun. And it's like, there's no pressure. It just is. And if you right. don't like it, good news. It's not canon, so it's right, exactly. And the same thing with and this, you like you won't have to follow this story because the next episode gonna be a new story. Exactly. It's it. It very much reminds me of uh, Love, Death, and Robots, and just sort of okay. like here's some quick, uh, you know, ten, you know, sometimes six minute shorts in a sci-fi setting. Most of the time, yeah. it's like cool. Let's just tell the story, and we'll be like, whoa, this is awesome. We have fun. We enjoy it, and we move on. And you know, same thing with uh, Black Mirror and all that sort of stuff. I, I've grown to enjoy anthologies more and like these sort of, they set the rules in a sense of like what the theme and sort of vibe is and, and what it can what it can be. And it's like, yeah, let's just play. You know, mm -hmm. let's just play in this world. And it looks very interesting. And my one of my right. favorite YouTube comments on the trailer was Lucasfilm. All right, do whatever you want, guys. Anime Studios. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, like someone in the comments over here said, like they had a uh, reloading the lightsaber crystals, like a tactical reload. Like yeah. that, that again, that's not canon. You don't ever have to do that. But someone, and we don't know the context of that scene, but just using that one quick shot, you can you take the fundamentals of the rules that have been created. Lightsabers run on these crystals. Yeah, and then you go cool. So we're gonna stay true to the core foundation of what that is but what happens if you have like if you're reloading it or if you have to put it together in a real quick way like you you then you can play from there and that's that's where the creativity comes from yeah for sure and i love what itoy says here it says full circle japanese art influenced star wars origin kurosawa inspired lucas's star wars and it feels like we're embracing that eastern vibe and they love it. I, I love yeah. the art style that looks like it's just like, I don't know, sketched. Just the like, sketch? Yeah, yeah. Like the black and white. Yeah. Yeah. No more St Skywalkers. E-Toy fucking gets it. Give that yes, guy. Hashtag no more Skywalkers. You get an A, sir. <laughs> you get an A on this assignment. Absolutely. Let's branch off from that dumbass saga and let's look at other stuff that exists. And whether it's imagined or otherwise, that's the fun, right? Yeah. 
that's what makes it great is this is a cool universe where these things exist you can st dare i say you could be on tatooine <laughs> and somehow make it fun because it looks like that's what we're going back to we're going back to the pod race place you know but it looks uh, like it's going to be that was the one thing when i saw that i went no 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 it's like no, visit no, old no, places i was like oh do we have to do we have to me. go Don't there? do that. Let's let's visit Hoth. Let's revisit Hoth. That's an old place. Let's right. go yeah. there instead. Yeah. Um, the 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 scene that really uh, interested me was from that same I'm assuming episode, which it looks like black and white sketch, was uh, there. Uh, this is the shot that you get in all the old samurai flicks and everything, where someone brings the sword down and they stop it with their hands. They mm -hmm. clap their hands on either side. Well, this one. It looks like he's using the force. Obviously, you can't close your hands around a lightsaber, but he's doing the same move with the force to stop the blade from coming down on him. And I was yeah. like, that's such a cool reimagining of that trope. I love that. I, you know, I don't know why. Well, probably because it's a licensing issue. It's like they should have given Star Wars over to Anime Studios a long time ago because they just yeah. make these already cool things even cooler. They make Jedi seem so fucking amazing. Just watching them stop shit. You know, as like stormtroopers yeah. are shooting and they stop stuff and just the style and the like, it looks like the guy was like yeah. almost drawing his lightsaber out and, mm. you know, and it just, Absolutely. it looked so cool. I'm like, yeah. ah, this is, this is, this is what we need, man. We need this, right. this infusion of, of creativity putting back in there. And, and I don't know, man, I, over the I years, you, you know what it was? It was it was Lucas was the probably the biggest thing holding up anyone else touching this. And so once Lucas sold it to Disney, what I think what Disney probably did is like, okay, let's round this out. And like this stuff didn't get created in six months. So undoubtedly, this has been a few years in the works between contracts and production and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm sure Disney, as soon as they got it from Lucas, went cool. We're gonna round this out, and here's what we have down the road. We just need to get through. We need to get through this chunk that we're obligated to get through, and then we can start doing some weird shit. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if we saw more of this. Well, it, it, if it's successful, um, yeah. you can bet your ass that they're going to, you know, they're going to milk it. So, yeah. which I'm not going to be mad at if that's what it takes to do this. I mean, I'm glad they were, you know, <laughs> they're able to get that and just, you know, uh, you know, Jared says you know the original 2d animated clone wars series was clearly their first attempt at anime infusion and it was iconic yeah and you know you got a chance to explore and take your time with that sort of stuff like, yeah. and i think that's also what's kind of appealing about the mandalorian is you get more time more breathing room with some of these characters and you start right. to enjoy the world a little bit more and what's happening um and this is just like visually that's some of the things that i've enjoyed so much about anime in general is just the art style for it. you're like holy shit and this right. they tell good stories man they they're complex in the way that they approach heroes and villains and everything in between and it, it's, everything's not, so unique not afraid to take risks yeah. and that's what we're missing in a lot of western cinema yeah is right that we are afraid hollywood is afraid and it's not it's not like we're blowing the lid off this like this is very well known but Hollywood is afraid to take risks because risks don't always yield high reward. Mm -hmm. And that's all that Hollywood is, is a money-making machine at sure. this point. Yeah. And so like people like this get to get the freedom to go, okay, this is our genre. Our genre is telling the stories that you don't always hear and doing crazy batshit out there things that you wouldn't normally see. Like 
you you really get to experiment with some stuff that you you couldn't in traditional cinema and that's i think the that's where the magic lies yeah. with uh with anime well i've just you know watching the anime demon slayer is very enjoyable just the art style of it is phenomenal but i think that's a classic example of they released a, a movie which was a continuation of the anime and uh wolf's lore recently was kind enough to host it and he and slotty and Noah and i uh, all sat down and watched it digitally which was a lot of fun and just watching that i mean there's there was kind of like an unexpected twist in it that i didn't see coming like there was a death and i was like what huh and it was fulfilling because in a lot of those animes like characters they're gonna die man and they die stakes yeah and you're like oh shit like you're seeing this super powerful character die and get their like they put up an awesome fight but they die you're like that guy's way more powerful than our hero what is he gonna do and you're like all of a sudden so much more invested it's like how is he gonna get to that point and then succeed and you just you see this drive and this this i don't know man it's it's so well done and in i don't know i enjoy that and i'm also just a fan of the short story i have become more i think obsessed with that over the last few years because i love the idea of just getting a snippet of something in time Mm -hmm. and just popping in sing sing a little bits and pieces of stuff and then you pop back out and i think just that's so much more engaging than having to build a world and you know just lay all this sort of stuff it's like no we can hop in give you some tidbits and then move out and then we're done yeah and it's like a nice little little nice little bite of something i think to to take that and kind of extrapolate on it a little bit like what i've what i have realized in the last few years is more than movies and more than series i'm a big fan of limited run series Mm mm-hmm yeah. Like those, like that is really becoming one of my favorite bits of storytelling that's out there right now. And I'll probably shift back and forth. And it doesn't mean that I don't love movies and that I don't love regular series, but these limited run series do exactly what you're talking about. Like they give you that, they, they give you that uh, you get 10 hours or maybe two seasons of something and you can sit in it just a little bit longer, but you don't have 11 walking dead seasons to, just get bashed over the head with. You well, know? it was, you know, I go back to like the, the show, the outsider on HBO. I think it was maybe it was less than 13 episodes. Sure. And it was a damn fine series. Now it's not just limiting the episodes. It was great storytelling, great directing, great acting. Like it was a great story, you know, based on Stephen King's book. Um, but what was great is this, that it had a beginning, middle and end. And it was, right strong and it wasn't like oh this did well time for season two and season three and season four and season five and season six and it's it's, i feel like you can maybe you can do you can still do that with some stuff you can you can make that happen yeah but i think it's few and far between these days it's less of the norm and more of the exception to be able to pull something like that off because you've seen it plenty on hbo like they've done a lot of just limited series runs on shows that have been very successful very much so, yeah. I feel like you get more of those when you do. Uh, I feel like that's a great vehicle for comedy. Yes, you can still do a. Or I'm talking about a like three, four, five seasons. I feel like you can in a comedy you can milk that a little bit more. But when you're doing something big and epic, I feel like you need to limit where you're at. Like this, like um, for example, the um, 
the Jack Ryan series mm-hmm. on Prime. I don't know how many more seasons I want to see that go. Yeah. Like that's one of those where you've got really high stakes, really high production value. You've sat for two seasons with this character. You might be able to squeeze one more. And then each season you've got your beginning, like season one's the beginning, season two's the middle, season three, maybe wrap it up. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I don't want to hit this over the head too hard, but uh, that's why I'm excited for Ted Lasso because they're doing <laughs> three seasons and they're out. That's hilarious. But I love the concept that they're, they've got their story because we saw it happen with Lost, mm-hmm. right? They had three seasons planned. ABC stuck their heads in and said, whoa, whoa, wait a second. What do we got going on over here? This seems popular. Let's add three more seasons. And the writers went, we didn't plan for that. And then it fucking went off the rails. Mm -hmm. And what was probably one of the strongest first seasons of any show I've ever seen just spiraled into madness and unwatchability, frankly, for me. Yeah. And so like you, you get that where you're just like, if you can, if you, if you have creatives who are coming to the table with a clear picture of here's our story and they they're limiting it themselves what a wonderful thing to let them do yeah it's it's so interesting because you know writing a book you know you have a beginning middle and end and it's like cool that's the book you know and i feel like with tv people break those rules all the time like how can we extend this out you know right how can we make this go longer and i just i don't think that's that's the right path to take man heroes that's another great example etoy yeah, that was a show yep, that absolutely. great first season and then just went to shit. <laughs> just right, exactly. totally went to shit. It's like, Jesus Christ, man, how can we how can we make this happen? And yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and again, and I know The Walking Dead is following the co- the graphic novels. But like, again, the first I would say I know you fell off in season four, but I think the first four or five seasons were incredibly solid. And if they could have told their story in four or five seasons, to me, that would have been like, I, and again, I know you're the source material goes so much further and you're trying to keep up with that. And that's a, that's a weird example because there's so many caveats to it. But if you could have limited that, I really feel like the storytelling, cause you know me, I've stuck in as long as I could on that. And even I went, this is getting too much. And even Beth who <laughs> sticks in longer than I do on a lot of stuff, she at last season was like, I can't even finish this season. Yeah. Like it, and that's, it just, it goes on too long. And Jared said, American TV is finally coming around to limited series. Australian and UK TV do short series all the time. And, and yes, absolutely. That's one of the things that I loved about the British office was that it was two seasons and a, a special. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they hit the jokes, they got out and they were done. Yeah. And it, it, it makes it, it gives it something special. And it also gives more opportunity for new ideas and new people to come in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. So I'm excited for this. It's, you know, a little over a month away and I will absolutely yeah. check it out. And I'm sure there'll be absolutely. episodes where I'll watch and be like, what the fuck was that? And there'll be ones that I will hopefully be like, that was amazing. This is a star yeah. Wars boost that we need. And all regardless, I'm really looking forward to watching it. And yeah. I, I'm curious just to see like, what what Disney what Plus these has folks got some cool stuff coming out hey man recently like there's there's <sighs> this this fall i've i've i mean there's some cool stuff and just streaming in general the fall has a lot in store for us so i'm excited i think um disney has some amazing intellectual property and right now i think they're handling it okay 
they're doing all right with it and they're giving people a reason to subscribe so yeah i'll give them credit for that for sure you give them credit doug i will give them credit you all have this is a pass fail class and disney plus you've passed congratulations (laughs) just you know figure out your shit with uh with your talent okay Mm -hmm. figure that out because i'm not in agreement with that yeah don't be a dick don't be a don't be a dick with that yeah. Uh, speaking of entertainment, uh, there was a really fun um, trending thing on Twitter yesterday. Uh, it all came down, stemmed from a question that said, what is the most stressful movie you've ever watched? And it created this amazing sort of dialogue on Twitter, which honestly, I think that's what Twitter is best for. It's yeah. this sort of shit is just asking a question and then getting people to weigh in. Yeah. Just hopefully it's not politics or anything else like that, because it's the same thing. Like, I mean, look, that that will get people to weigh in. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah, exactly. And this was interesting because it, it I know I've watched movies and been like, and just feeling like stressed out and, and, yeah. and like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Which, honestly, when you think about that, someone's ability to create something that makes someone feel a certain way and that was right. by design, that's fucking yeah. impressive. That's really, really fucking is. impressive. And I love reading the little tips and tricks that they do to make p- viewers feel uncomfortable. Like, um, like what's one that you know that you uh, that you like? Well, one of them, something about the heartbeat or something that mimics that can sometimes be off-putting for people. Okay. And it, it's it's I don't know what it is, but I was recently you know uh, listening to a Critical Role, and they were in. Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast, uh, at, you know, whatever podcast, Twitch stream, everything like that. They were in a chamber or near a chamber that had like a heart and it, it was just beating constantly. And at one point, one of the players goes, this is really getting to me. And the DM goes, do you want me to stop it? She's like, no, it's just it's making me feel really like unsettled. And because yeah, it's yeah. just boom, 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 boom. And there's something about it that I don't know. Um, I, I just re, re last night rewatched Doctor Sleep, which is I can't. Okay. You guys got to watch that movie. It was a sleeper back when it came out, and it's one of those ones that is phenomenal. And through most of that movie, you hear a heartbeat, and it goes at different tempos at different times. But it just I don't know, man. And it, it, it's it's also with the music that they have. It just it puts you a little makes Hi. you feel a little uneasy and. Yeah. Um, that I don't know stuff like that I think is interesting or just knowing the right tones of music and sound to use or yeah there you go go ahead yeah right let's see how crazy this drives people <laughs> yeah cause so like just knowing the tones yeah yeah so uh, like cause that's what they did that's what hands hands oh hand zimmer did oh. with Old Hansy Zimmer did with uh don't get, a, don't get in a room by yourself with him because that's Hansy Zimmer. Uh, the Dark Knight, his his theme yeah. oh, for yeah. the Joker was totally just the slowly like ramping up with 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 the instrumental and everything like that. It was it was it's supposed like to make draw. yeah it was supposed to make you feel uneasy and because right. it's like the Joker's here and you're like ah and just those sorts of things or even just like um. Like what's it, what's what's that called? It's like I don't know, it's not like a vertical vertigo shot where you're moving the camera back but zooming in at the same time. 
call it the Spielberg shot. Yeah, yeah where he does that in Jaws. Yeah. It's just it makes you yeah. feel super unsettled, like this yeah. so is not supposed panning, to be happening. As you're dollying out with the camera, pulling physically pulling the camera back, you're zooming in on the lens, or vice versa. As you're mm -hmm. pushing in with the camera, you're zooming out with the lens. Yeah. Yeah. It just and that gives you that that look that the foreground and the background are separating. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, one of the ones thinking of with what what's a, a stressful movie, that one of those movies for me was 1917. And again, okay, goes yeah. with the filmmaking of it because the way it was shot, if you haven't seen that film, it just basically follows this soldier during one day-ish, 24 hours, during World War One in 1917. And yeah. you just are focused on this character like wherever right. he goes the camera follows if there's multiple people it does it still just follows him like it doesn't right. so you feel locked in so if something's happening to him you're in there with him you know if right. there's an explosion or there's a cave-in with something you're following him and it's just like what about the other perspective you don't get to see that like in a normal movie where it's like we're gonna cut away and show you this and then cut away and show you this it's like no you see this guy and right you know, it'll circle around. They do very creative, like cutaway techniques and stuff like that to obviously go from segment to segment. But it's really impressive to me, just because on that you have war, right? And a lot of that mm -hmm. stuff is sort of, I don't know, romanticized in a lot of ways. And right. but for this, it's like you, you're like, God damn it, this would fucking suck. Yeah. Like just well, the, the scenes that took me that, that that brought me to that level were when they were in the trenches in on the nazi side and they were or not the the enemy side and they were uh they were trying to clear them and they were going around corners and you were going around corners with them mm -hmm. and you didn't know truly didn't know what was going to be around the corner and yeah. i was like this is oops sorry did you hear that what the the heartbeat? Not the heartbeat no that's that's just do you mind cutting the heartbeat i feel bad for our listeners having to no. listen to that <laughs> Can you stop the heart? <laughs> I'm just going to turn it up. Is that oh, okay? That's yeah. I'm fine. I just was like, this is going to be really annoying for the rest of the podcast as people are hearing a heartbeat. So I had 10 hours worth of heartbeats ready to go. That's amazing. So, you know, I'm just saying. Which is crazy because, um, you know, babies appreciate those kinds of noises because that's what they were used to being in, you know, their mama's butt, you know. That's false. Actually, babies appreciate those noises because they're sociopaths. That's also true. But it's also what they knew in the womb. Yeah, I was I was literally just waiting until you called it out. Again. I was like, I figured I was like, I should probably say something. I was like, I'm not, I'm more concerned about everyone else <laughs> than myself. I was like, yeah. if all of a sudden I mentioned that and then for the rest of the podcast, they have to hear this fucking heartbeat because I didn't have the, you know, the courage to be like, can we turn that off for everyone else? <laughs> and because, and because I'm just a stubborn asshole who will, I'm going to let this run. I said I would. It takes one to know one, Justin. It takes one to know one. <laughs> You know, for anyone tuning into the podcast right now, as if people just jump into a podcast midway through, right. they're going to be so confused as to why there's a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, no, it's when they were in the trenches, though, and they were trying to go through and, uh, and, and, and clear those. Or that scene where they got into the bunker where it, uh, the explosives were, were rigged up. Mm -hmm. And just like those scenes, because they were a little bit claustrophobic, too, mm. like you were, you were limited to what he was seeing, but also... You were in an enclosed space, and that was that. That definitely got my anxiety up. Yeah, 
for sure anything with an enclosed space well because i think that's such a personal movie too right like you don't see yeah. a shit ton of soldiers you do in certain scenes but it's not like saving private ryan where you see these squadrons of guys storming right. normandy beach this is like he runs into a handful of the guys but it's intense because yeah. it's nighttime at this city that's been bombarded and he's trying to sneak through and it's right. like he sees a shape it's like oh that's a fellow soldier and then you see the body posture changes as the as the enemy realizes he's an enemy and they start shooting and he's running and dodging and just it's it's intense man it's really yeah. really intense just yeah yeah stressful enjoyable but stressful incredible movie but very very stressful the one that i just recently watched that had me i was like there were points where i started it on the plane when i was coming back from vacation and i didn't get a chance to finish it so pulled it up on streaming and, and watched it uh, at home and at the end, I was actually standing up off the couch going, okay, kind of wringing my hands like, okay, we just need this. I need this to end because I'm physically anxious right now is The Martian yeah, with uh, with Matt Damon. Because in my mind, I was like, there's – first off, kudos to Ridley Scott for creating a bunch of tension, just Matt Damon on screen, and you don't know what's going to happen to him. Because in my mind, I'm, I haven't read the book, so I truly didn't know. And I'm like, there's no guarantee that this guy, he could become the martyr. And he's telling this, you know, we're hearing the voiceover of him dying on Mars. I don't know if he's going to die. So the whole time I was right on the edge of my seat. Mm -hmm. It was very, very stressful. Yeah. I was su actually surprised at how stressed out at that movie I was. Yeah, I know you you don't do well with space movies like where people are just dangling out and into the into the endless oh. blackness same with gravity like yeah. i saw gravity in 3d and that one was that was that was rough. a terrible idea for you <laughs> terrible really idea it really was yeah yeah that's yeah for sure um another one for me just like with the physicality of it was the descent which i've never seen that movie is an interesting horror flick that is incredibly psychological and claustrophobic essentially yeah. it's about a uh, group of of ladies who go spelunking in a cave and there's these shots of them trying to squeeze through these these very tight tight spots and i don't get super claustrophobic but i'm a big dude and i'm always in the way and there are i think we all have a natural fear of like oh god i don't want to get stuck mm -hmm. you know like, hey, man, see if you can, like, I, we've all had that point maybe where we, we try to put our hands in our pockets in a weird way. We can't get our hand out and we're like, you know, we start getting super violent. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Give me I, I watched, uh, I went, <laughs> I went to uh, a lake up in Wisconsin over the weekend and uh, some kids were putting on their floaties and, and one of Natalie's cousins was having a hard time getting it off. And I watched the fear turn to rage as he was just like, <laughs> trying to get trying to get them off i'm like dude hang on i'll help you and he's like ah! you know screaming as it was happening and i'm like okay cool yeah we've all been there we know that feeling yeah. Yeah. so i think that exists with everyone but this watching it and seeing them just sort of like inch and be like Egh! i'm like that's rock like if you get stuck in the wrong spot man you're gonna have a hard time breathing and they're just like inching through and there's no no matter how hard you push there's no giving yourself extra space like eat i just thought of that right now just like i just had to take a breath just thinking of that i was like oh, just right? yeah it's not it's not cool but there's the first i'd say third of the movie is is a lot of that and then the fear of 
oh god i think we're stuck in here right what do we do and it's 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 a lot man it's incredibly stressful any movie that deals with that being in the tight spaces now i didn't think when i was younger i didn't think i was claustrophobic but as i've gotten older i'm realizing that that is a a bit of a fear of if i can't if i can't move my arms i start to i start to panic and any movie where i see like a kid that like has to like crawl like to escape the bad guy they've got to crawl through something like a, a very small pipe or they go through the like in between a house and and a wall or something or even in the Shawshank Redemption when he's right. crawling through the tube and he can't really move his arm in front of him like he's just kind of like worming through if I can't move my arms I get super anxious and I I'm realizing I don't think I can watch those movies anymore like Buried with Ryan Reynolds yeah right no bueno yeah Jill I learned early on that like when I was messing with Jill, I could hold both of her hands together with my one hand. And she was very calmly goes, I need you to let go of me right now. <laughs> and the first time I was like, what do you mean? She goes, please let go of my hands. And I was like, okay. And I let go. And I was like, she doesn't like that. <laughs> when it turns to like, Doug, stop, let go to the very direct. I'm going to need you to let go of my hands. That's yeah. when you let the fuck go. It was like, I will knee you in the balls if you don't let go. Like I will get yeah. free. I do. I do not like this. I'm like, what i have to do noted fully noted <laughs> i got it i got gotcha. you yeah i think one of the other movies too that stresses me out um is because it's intense is whiplash which is one of my all-time favorite movies too yeah fucking what, phenomenal what, what about it stresses you out because i watched that within the last year for the first time and i loved it but like i'm curious what stresses you out about it well i think it's the idea of um the demanding nature to be perfect all the time. And, you know, part of me, you know, you follow a character who is trying to be successful at playing drums at a jazz conservatory in New York, and he's working his ass off and he's doing all this sort of stuff. And just the pressure that JK Simmons character puts on him and everyone else. And you just see the brutality, you know, some of it's physical but most of it's mental and emotional torture that he puts these young kids through and i think the most intense part which i often have to skip through is when he's on his way to the performance and the bus breaks down and he doesn't want to be late and he goes and he's like trying to get he rents a car he drives over and then like he forgot his sticks so you know he's like oh you can't put it he's i'll be back in 10 minutes and he's like speeding he gets in a fucking spoiler alert he gets in a car wreck but he just walks away from it he's bloodied and fucked up but he's bringing his sticks in and he comes in and they're like what are you doing he's like i'm fine i'm fine and he's like trying to play and he can barely move i was like that's super stressful for me or of course you know the end of the movie which i'm not going to spoil because that part is just it's like roller coaster of like oh god no to fuck yeah you know drum solo oh yeah it's fucking amazing but it's it's intense to me just because i find that so unfair like i connect with that in a weird way of playing sports growing up and having bad coaches bad coaches who just set you up for failure because in some respects i understand what jk simmons is, is trying to do he's trying to use pressure to create an amazing artist sure but he doesn't care 
who he hurts along the way. He's trying to find that one special person, but he's destroyed countless kids' lives and careers based on trying to find this one thing. And, you know, just thinking, I, I, I remember I had just shitty football coaches just like all throughout my career. Some were okay. Most of them were just terrible. And I had one coach in particular. But I've never felt so set up for failure in my life in that we were playing a team that was from a smaller school. We were a 3A school. They were a 2A school. And his whole coaching methodology for that week was, they're a smaller school than us, so we're going to kick their ass. That's, that's what it, it was. That was, That's exactly what it was. And yeah. I, I bought in. I was like, yeah, man, there's a smaller school. It's like, we're going to kick their ass. Like, you guys are going to yeah. beat them. You're going to beat the shit out of them. Which, by the way, Kirksville High School football in my time didn't beat the shit out of anybody. If we won, it was like triple overtime. Like, we didn't. We barely won when we won. It was no ass kicking. And we showed up. And this team beat the shit out of us like they were really good i think they i don't know if they won state but they definitely went to the state playoffs yeah and they beat the living shit out of us and i remember like immediately this like is like getting punched in the mouth and being like oh wait a minute this isn't supposed to happen and then like the right. ass kicking kept, kept, kept happening i just remember looking around and being like what are we doing wrong like <laughs> Do right. we do so? What's happening? This isn't supposed to happen. I was felt so confused, and I looked back to that guy, being like, "That was your plan, right? Your plan was their smaller school, so we're gonna beat them." And 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 in doing so, as we were losing, I lost morale. I feel like everyone else around me lost morale, and sure. it's just like we capitulated all based on this belief of <clears throat> we're gonna kick their ass because they're smaller school, right? Like, if anything, you should be like, you should kick their ass. You should try to kick everyone's ass and don't take anyone lightly. Go in there right. ferocious and go after everyone because in that way, respect, it's like even if someone hits you, it's like be ferocious back versus like mm -hmm. this isn't what's supposed to happen. And being a fucking high school kid, just poosh, mentally, I snapped and was like, oh, God. So I, I remember the, those feelings of an idiot. Yeah being like this is what you're supposed to do or having some stupid ass compare football practice to military boot camp and i was like get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here that was one of the few moments i started realizing early on in life i'm like oh adults are dumb yeah they're just dumb they're dumb they don't people get it any more than we do no yeah. i was like i'm sorry what this yeah. is this is your boot camp no it's not it's not this is rural missouri football two a days <laughs> this ain't boot camp sir we're not fighting <laughs> wars we're That's not soldiers. Com, sir. We yeah. are not soldiers. All right. We are kids. So right. there's a fine line between encouraging and giving harsh direction to help them be better, but also explaining why you're doing that. Because there's that line, that amazing line in the whiplash where he says, there's no, what does he say? There's no more, uh, there's no more detrimental phrase in the English language than good job. And I was like, oh, what a horrible, because I'm sitting there like every day telling my yeah. daughter, good job. And that, that line comes to me. I'm like, am yeah. I telling her good job to, and I, am I doing damage to her? Because I'm like, you did a good job. But I'm like, I really think she did a good job. And I want to tell her she did a good job, you know? Yeah, well, again, I think there's a, I don't think you have to worry because he was a psychopath. Yeah, he was. Fucking like, I don't, I don't think you ever have to worry. Am I being enough like J.K. Simmons character? <laughs> whiplash 
that thought should never cross your mind. Just go about your day. But there's a, there's a nugget of truth in there. There's a little bit nugget of truth, just a very, very infinitesimal nugget of truth that with the right amount of pressure applied to the right person in the right way at the right time, brilliance can be achieved. Absolutely. But so can, so can mass murder. You can push a kid the wrong way, just a little bit of pressure at the wrong time with the wrong person yeah. can push them to a whole different side of things. Right. And then there's always the other part of that. It's like, and at what cost? You right. know, you see, there, are they going to be a Rudy? No, no one will ever be a Rudy. Just Rudy's Rudy. Sad, sad man with a <laughs> horrific obsession yeah. about playing a sport that he really wasn't that great at, at a school he had no business being at. And then ultimately just hawking his story to someone who finally decided to produce it. And then he's like, yeah, I'm a hero. I'm like, no, you're not. You made one tackle in one game. Congratulations. Guess what? You made more tackles than I did in my collegiate career. But I still don't care. So one might say that he was successful. Of course. He wanted to play Notre Dame football. He got to play. He got to play. He got to tackle. So according to the movie, I don't know if he actually did in real life, but... <laughs> the cynicism that oozes out of you. Who knows? Who movie. knows, man? Because that's pretty perfect. <laughs> that's a pretty perfect Hollywood ending. Who fucking knows? Who knows? Um, but, you know, yeah, I think... Yeah. It's it's knowing, and I don't know the answer to that. It's it's knowing, you know, the right way to motivate and, and channel people's talents. You know, because I'm thinking of the Tiger Woods documentary, and you watch that, and you're like, "Wow, Tiger Woods became arguably one of the best golfers of all time, but at what cost? What was sacrificed along the way? What? Right. And you know, that story was." fucking interesting just watching what this kid gave up to be the best what he you know what he was able how he's able to compartmentalize and focus but at the same time when you compartmentalize like that you also compartmentalize your feelings and all this other stuff so there was a big cost yeah. that came along with that greatness and yeah i mean i often look at it as like some of the greatest people of all time they had skill sets and drive that was unmatched, and they also have a lot of very negative characteristics as well. A ruthlessness and an unfathomable, unfathomable, an unbelievable um, need to win. Yeah, that. absolutely. You see greatness, but it's like, <sighs> what were they like what were, did they have to be like to be around them to be like if you missed a shot right. they would come up in your face and berate you in front right. of everyone to the point where it's like i'm not going to pass you the ball again because you missed this one shot right fuck you it's like what <laughs> well and that's where too to your point like not just those people but that's where uh, anyone who thinks that coaching is easy mm. coaching is an art coaching is as much an art as playing the game itself, because there is so much that goes behind being a, uh, not just a good coach, but like an all-star coach, someone who like, we're talking like the Phil Jackson's the, you know, whoever else sports reference, insert sports reference here. Uh, but like the one thing that I, that I can being not being a sports person, 
the one thing that I can recognize is just how much goes into coaching yeah, and what a skill level that is. And if you think that it's easy, you are dead wrong because you're, it goes right back to what we were just talking about is when do you push? How do you push? How far do you push on a negative? Do you push on a positive? Do you pull back? Like there's, there's such a, a, a calculation behind it and knowing how to do that with, every single player on your team or every single person that's under you that is there's i mean that is a fucking art form because you just touched on something is it's not one size fits all right everyone needs to be coached differently just like the the best leaders understand yeah how to communicate and how to coach and how to motivate each individual person on their team they know when you know, some people need to be screamed at. They need that. Some people need hyper encouragement. Sometimes like, yeah, like you got to, you got to have those, those moments. And, you know, my dad coached track for God, I think 30 years and yeah. just watching him being able to connect with these college kids and, and train them and get them to do really well consistently, yeah. like over the years, I'm like, Jesus what the fuck? Like how, how that's such a talent, especially when it's like, here's this guy in his late fifties, big fat guy. Cause he was, he's a big fat guy talking to these kids and just yeah. like that are, I don't know. He's, he's 40 years older than them. And yet he's able to connect with them, make right. them laugh and like inspire them and get them to work hard and push and drive themselves. I'm like, Oh man, like that is, I only got, I, I watched him as an adult only a handful of times and watching him do work, watching him work in his element was, I was like, wow, like this yeah. is really, really impressive. Cause a, he loves the sport and B he loves what he's doing and it shows in every yeah. aspect of what he does. And he's was all over it. And I'm like, I, I agree with you. You're preaching the choir on this one, man. Coaching is a very special skill. And, uh, not everyone can do it. And people make the mistake yeah. of like, oh, he was such a great athlete. He should be a coach. No. No. That no. does not. One does not equal the other. Nope. In any way, shape, or form. Because mm -mm. yeah. some people be like, how can you be a coach if you've never played? It's like, it's very possible. I've watched yeah. coaches who've never thrown a shot put in their life coach someone to become a silver medal in the Olympics, you know, athlete. I've watched Ted Lasso. There you go. There it is. Anything's possible. Anything. You just believe. Believe. Yeah. But that's true. Like you like, yes, you do have to know at some capacity, you have to know the game, the sport, the whatever that you're coaching. But there is the fundamentals of a sport or the rules or the 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 outline of a sport can be taught. It's all the other underlying stuff that a coach does that that's that is the stuff that a lot of it is I, f I do feel like there are certain individuals who are just innately more better suited to be coaches and it's unteachable. There's an element of it that can be taught, but you can take a good coach or a good uh, motivator and drop them into any sport and teach them the fundamentals and they can start to manipulate maneuver within that. Like the sport itself is just, that's, that's just a, a set of rules. Mm-hmm. From there, it's about how you motivate your players to get to where you want them to go. That's 
again, with the coach, that's the real art form. I agree. Which is why someone who plays the game really well may not necessarily be the, the best option to lead people. Yeah. Just knowledge yeah. of the game or the sport does not make a good coach. Yeah. Knowledge of the sport does not a good coach make. Yes. I think that's from the Bible. I think it is. Leviticus 41, 12. Yes. Touchdown. God, I would shit myself if I just opened up the Bible and it just said touchdown. <laughs> that would, I might read that book. <laughs> that, that would be one of the best Easter eggs of all time. You're just like, <laughs> open it up as it says in all caps and like four exclamation points. Touchdown. And on the seventh day, God said, touchdown. It trails off. Touchdown. Touchdown. And Adam begot. Yeah. He raised his arms <laughs> up into the sky and declareth unto thee. Touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> oh, my God. God damn it. Yes. Oh, fucking all the fucking <sighs> yes. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my there's, God. There's, a, there's one thing that's really hard to coach, though. If uh, like It's almost, I would say, near impossible. To, to really step into this. It doesn't matter how good of a motivator you are. It doesn't matter how well you understand the, the, the actual activity. There's one thing that, that I don't think there has ever stood someone who truly knows how to coach another person through this. This comes down purely to the people participating and their ability to murder, death, kill. Welcome to the Throwdown. Oh, yeah! You in it now? Yes. Yes. All right, it's time. Scroll down. To see (laughs) what the Shadow Council, Council of Elders, has provided for us this week. If this is your first time listening uh, to the Throwdown, we've changed. Justin used to make these up on the fly, and then we would discuss them at length during our production meetings. But now, we've turned to the Council of Elders on our Discord, and they meet in secret, in private, and they come together with the throwdowns. And Justin and I don't know what they are until it's time, and now it's time. So, Justin. wow. This website that they reference is called versebattles.fandom.com. I wonder if this is, is this where they're pulling their shit from now? I have no idea. But Very interesting. No one knows how the Shadow Council operates. No. No one but will know. This week's throwdown. We have Slenderman versus the Monsters from A Quiet Place. All right. Which will be interesting because I have not seen A Quiet Place. So. I have. All right. So I can, I can hopefully speak to that a little bit. I'm pretty familiar with Slenderman. So. All right. Well, why don't you take us through Slenderman, though? Slenderman, Which, Bill Slenderman. I gotta, I gotta laugh at, at like the poster for Slenderman on the page. It just looks like it's gonna be a real fun, like family right. film. It's like a hundred one amazing Slenderman facts. What's that? There's a movie poster that looks like what, like God, Godsford's Park or some. Oh, what is that? I'll come up with it. Let's go! Slenderman, if you're not familiar, is the subject of the 2012 book 101 Amazing Slenderman Facts by Jack Goldstein and Jimmy Russell. 
The novel is a dark and semi-comical inter interpretation of Slenderman, often st saying contradictory or humorous feats. Hmm, I feel like that's it not what Godford's this is. It is Park. Sorry, I was right. <sighs> Power and stats, right. tier at least 9B. I don't know what the fuck that means. Likely far higher physically, unknown with Scream. Great, this was written by 12-year-olds. I don't know what any of this means. Wait, 9B isn't like a uh, like a D&D type thing? No. I just, I legitimately assumed that you would know what that meant. I know that, like, there's, like, the S, A, B, C, D, E, F, like, you know, sort of shit. It's the alphabet, Doug. No, but it starts with S. S, S tier means, like, top tier. Justin doesn't know okay. the alphabet. <laughs> Z tier, to me, would be the top tier, but whatever. He's known as Slenderman, the operator, the Grobman, El Diablo Delgado, the devil, and many other names. Uh, is Slenderman just the devil? I guess. So, okay. He's a supernatural evil being. He's been around since a Adam and Eve of the Abrahamic religion. But what about oh. the Islamic religion? Do we even consider that? No, but in the Bible it does say, and Slenderman setteth, touchdown. <laughs> touchdown. All right. I'll go through some of these because this is a giant paragraph of abilities. Superhuman physical characteristics, teleportation, mind manipulation. Uh, cause controlled multiple children to jump out of a window and kill themselves. Nice. Uh, dream manipulation. Uh, those who witness him will have dreams they cannot awaken from. Can extend his arms up to twice their normal length. The air calms when he's present. I don't know if that's an ability, but okay. Regeneration. Uh, immortality. Type 1, 3, and 6. Man, he's got all the types of those just like diabetes. I was going to say. I was going to say, Wolford Brimley is going to have a field there with this guy. Uh, limited, limited invisibility. He's invisible to some adults. Necromancy. Animal. Limited invisibility. It's just like his shoulder is still showing. Right. He's like, it's like, yeah. it's like not so ninja Doug, you know, as he tries to hide behind <laughs> stuff. Exactly uh, animal manipulation, darkness manipulation, uh, death manipulation via whispering, whatever that means. Clairvoyance. Uh, he's increasingly more aware of his victims the more they're aware of him it's like playing the game it's like oh no oh, damn it yeah limited technology manipulation but by the way all of you lost just lost the game uh, he's, Noah says he's not immortal he's just stubborn <laughs> perception manipulation Is that what it says? That's, that's what Noah said oh what of he's perception manipulation of both sense I think they mean scent and sight they spelled scent no did they I don't know uh, children see him as friendly, and to them he smells of buttered popcorn. While to oh, adults, he's that, that is the incorrect scent. Yeah, you were right. He smells moldy and seems monstrous. Fire manipulation, reality warping, memory manipulation, sound manipulation, eats souls. <laughs> it's so funny of all these things. It's like eats souls, vehicular mastery. He's a skilled boatman, <laughs> being shown <laughs> riding a longboat that is perpetually riding on a wave of blood. He knows how to manipulate the viscous waves of blood. Omnipresence, enhanced senses, floating self-sustenance, type 1. Not type 2, though. Nope, Telepathy. Uh, <laughs> fog creation, passive probability manipulation. Accidents only ever happen when Slenderman is near. <laughs> Moves completely silently. Right. He's got plus 20 to all his stealth rolls. Large size, type 0, and camouflage. Attack, I'm sorry, I have to read some of these. Attack potency, at least wall level. Don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, unknown with scream. When Slenderman screams, the world will end. Though it's unknown how. 
Many abilities ignore conventional durability. He's got peak human speed. Lifting strength is athlete level. Can easily lift adult corpses. So he can deadlift like 220. I don't know, man. This is always enjoyable to me to go to these websites and read how people classify them because this is right? obviously written by kids. Well, I love how much this unknown, like stamina, unknown, range, <laughs> unknown. At least planetary, you know? Yeah. I love it. it. Weaknesses, dislikes the light and cannot lie. <laughs> he can't lie. Interesting. So he's an honest fella. Hearing Slenderman's whisper, even a as a recording, will instantly kill the listener. How do we know? How do we know that's what they were listening to? Right. Notable victories, Freddy Krueger? Huh. Notable losses, none. Inconclusive matches, Pennywise. All I mean, right. I don't know about all this. From, from where? From what literature are they deriving this? It's a uh, uh, Freddy's profile. <laughs> dream manipulation. Those who witness him will have dreams they cannot awaken from. Oh no. Okay. All right. Let's move over to the uh, the monsters from a quiet place. So they are uh, a tier at least nine B, <laughs> likely far higher. So they could be, you know, skeleton king level, but mm -hmm. we don't know. Their name, their unofficially nicknamed Death Angels or Angels of Death in newspapers, although officially their name is unknown. Uh, they're likely genderless. Age, unknown. The species has... <laughs> so much is unknown! It likely existed for centuries or millennia. They arrived in an asteroid from an exploding planet. Powers and abilities. All right, so they've got superhuman physical characteristics. What does that mean? Stealth mastery, enhanced senses, has an acute sense of hearing that is thousands of times greater than humans, can distinguish sounds made by sapient beings from miles away. Uh, reactive evolution, uh, ba -ba 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 -ba, possible self-sustenance, can survive in practically any climate echolocation, attack potency, at least wall level, they can tear through solid metal silo, metal fence. They don't like metal. Frequently one-shot humans. Nearly, uh, killed nearly all sentient and sapient life on the planet, which would include numerous large animals in this level. Uh, speed, at least superhuman. They can outrun land animals, kill uh, humans as much faster than they can even react. Lifting strength, at least class five. They nearly tipped over a truck just by getting... Just by trying to get to kids I inside think, of it. I, I, I got to stop you here because I think this is an easy decision. I already point. know where you're going and I'm in full agreement. So I just yeah. want to say this. Their durability, street level. <laughs> they come from the streets, baby. They, they street level durability. <laughs> yeah. So if we have established that Slenderman, his whisper. Bill Slenderman. Bill, Bill Slenderman, attorney at law, can with a mere whisper kill yep now granted that's humans but i'm assuming that's going to be just about any life and if these things have hypersensitive ears mm -hmm. and that's how in the movie they're defeated mm -hmm. is with their hearing and not to mention that you know high frequency noises if slenderman screams it's game over baby the world ends yeah so, so really, Slenderman, because all they talk about Bill Slenderman doing is either whispering or screaming. If he just talks, 
at a reasonable <laughs> indoor voice level, that's enough to, if you can whisper and murder people, if he just talks at a six inch level, remember that? Yeah. From grade school. If he does that, these, these monsters are done. He also moves completely silently. Right. So no noise ever. They'll never find him. And if he whispers, they die. So. Yeah. Well, also they can't, their weakness can't swim. If he's riding around uh, <laughs> and his, on a boat, his, his blood, in boat. A blood boat. Yeah. <laughs> on a viscous river of blood everywhere he goes. I don't know, man. I feel like this is uh, Bill Slenderman for the win. What do you think uh, Slenderman's boat's named? I think it's Buffett Boy because he's a Jimmy Buffett fan. <laughs> it would be Parrot Head. Parrot Head, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Parrot Head. You know what? I don't think anything. Uh... <laughs> Maybe it's called Careless Whisper. There we go. <laughs> yeah. It's called Screamo. <laughs> it's called Screamo. Bill Slenderman for the win! That was a good one. I really wasn't sure until I was like, got to the whispering part. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. These things rely entirely on their ears. And if he whispers, they're fucked. The minute that I read that, I'm like, well, I'm going to keep going, but we don't need to. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm there. I got it. That was good. That was, that was good stuff. That was good. I wish we had the license to play careless whisper as we rounded out this episode. Yeah. Right. Careless whisper never dies. I was going to say, can you just sing it for us? Careless whisper in these aching eyes. Careless whispers. Loose lips sink ships. There it is. Thank World you. War, World War II. <laughs> World War II. <laughs> That's when they, they won the Grammy for that song because no one had ever just put a phrase at the end of a song before <laughs> apropos to nothing they were singing about they were just <laughs> world war Two. loose lips sink ships world war Two. <laughs> the end the end oh my god oh, all right justin what do you got to recommend this week well i'm gonna go on the record and say ted lass is a good up a good uh watch there good show show good series um season two is out season or season two is coming out uh as we speak um every friday season one is already out please watch it i'll say this i harped on Shit's creek so much we had a few people watch it and those people were very pleased with it uh i'd like to use that and throw that behind ted lasso and say if you trusted me on Shit's creek trust me on ted lasso and then that's my obligatory recommendation. Uh, my weekly one will be The Martian. This week, I'm, I am, I really did, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I want to read the book now, uh, so go check out The Martian, and I'm going to say read the book because I hear it's amazing. Nice. So what do you got? Um, I'm actually going to, I'd recommend it before, I'll recommend it again, Dr. Sleep. Uh, I think, I think Dr. Sleep uh, is phenomenal, and uh, it's, it's it does such a good job of bringing a Stephen King story to, to life. I haven't read the book, but Stephen King books are incredibly difficult to visualize because they're weird. And yeah. I feel like this movie does such a good job of showing you like what's possible with psychic powers. And okay. it's very well done. I love the editing. I love the sound design. And if you love The Shining, this is essentially the sequel to that. 
So it's it follows Danny Torrance as an adult and how he's coping with everything, and it's really, really well done. I, cool. I, I've read that the plot in the movie is different from the book, but okay. it's really good. I highly recommend it. I think it was on sale on Apple movies for less than eight bucks. So I was oh, like, okay. yeah, I'm going to buy that. Uh, once a week, I go through there and just like, what's on sale? I'm like, buy, buy, buy that shit. Buy that shit nice. all day. So check that out. Doctor, doctor, doctor sleep. Won't you help me, doctor sleep? Won't you help me, doctor sleep? Woo! Uh, so you know about that, but did you know that you can find MindGap on all of our social medias at MindGap Podcast? You do what? now. Tell you me do more. now. Go to any of those places and you'll find us. And you can learn oh. about what we're up to, what we're interested in. If there's any changes to our schedules, follow us on there. Also follow us on our YouTube channel. We post all of our full episodes there as well as highlights from our shows. And please, 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 please don't forget to check us out on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Podcast. We do a live stream of our podcast every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central. And we do the video game podcast uh, hosted by me on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. So come hang out with us. We love people interacting with us during our, our live podcast recordings and just hang out with us during the, the, the video game streams, especially when we get to play stuff with the community. It's really fun. And also, please don't forget to follow Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. And while you're in the online realm, oh, it's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Samsung Podbean. Podcast, Podbean, good pods, good pod. uh, any place where you can find and consume quality casts of pods, you'll find us. Uh, oh, we just submitted to Pandora too, because apparently, according to some survey, Pandora is still a shockingly high or used a shockingly high amount by people for podcasts. Why? I don't know. You but can also is. search so, for us on Yahoo. You know, Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm, I was just like, what other out, what other outdated really things? Thing? What other outdated things can you use to find us? <laughs> if I go to yahoo.com, does anything come up? <laughs> I was getting, each one goes in AOL. Yeah. Check us out on AOL Instant Messenger, you know? It does. I just thought this why wow, you can still get to mail, sign in. Why? Have all your shit hacked. Sign in here. Um, cool. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, find us on those things uh share us subscribe rate review all those things the big one that we want you to do is to share us around and then also uh writing a review is massively wildly helpful and then twoestates.com slash mind gap and then keep an eye on all of two estates social media please and thank you yes 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 so thank you all for hanging out with us this week it's always a pleasure and more importantly i want to say justin thank you Doug, I want you to understand me when I say thank you. And to Twitch, I want you to really deep down, dig in there, look around, move out all of your baggage and realize that we're right there and we say thank you. And listeners, on a very, very surface level, like almost meaningless, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.